welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews, coming at you online in print format at nicktiffany.com, in audio format wherever you get your podcasts, and even in video on YouTube. Today we're back with another Netflix original streaming now, and that is Reptile, film directed by Grant Singer, co-written by one of the leads, Benicio Del Toro, also starring my boy Justin Timberlake, and even Alicia Silverstone for all of the Clueless and Batman and Robin fans out there, like me, uh, you know, I didn't know a lot about this movie going into it. I, for whatever reason, thought that it was coming out later this month on Netflix. Surprised me when I uh, finally redid my Netflix and got back into my account, and boom, it's right there. Because they know I love JT. I've watched all his stuff on there, so I was like, how did I not know that there's a new Justin Timberlake movie, number one? But also it stars Benicio Del Toro? Sweet. I'm in. And it's a detective thriller murder mystery. I'm like, all right, you're checking all the boxes. I'm interested. I'm in. So I checked it out last night. And before going in, you know, I did not recognize the director's name. Come to find out this is his first feature film. But it's not the first thing he's ever shot. Now, if you don't know the name Grant Singer like I did, as I'm looking through his filmography, because I'm like, this guy's got dozens and dozens of credits as a cinematographer, music video director, pretty much every music video that The Weeknd ever did, pretty much like every famous song The Weeknd has done, and that's a lot of them, this man has done the videos for, like all of them, every one of them that's won awards, been nominated, so I mean like immediately I was like, okay, dude, I've watched like almost every one of these music videos, interesting. Because, you know, there's this, I'm trying to think of who, I don't know who started it, but obviously this isn't a new thing for some of these artists as well, or music videos. But this, you know, you start the song, in the middle you've got some like four minute short film, and then you kind of end the song, you know, I'm like, I feel like that format was pretty popular in the 2010s, and so like, I feel like a lot of the weekend's music videos, you know, they're a little bit longer than the song. There's a little bit of this dark story. And because of the weekend, you know, it's always, I mean, you've had these amazing colors throughout all of these different videos. The style is super crazy. You've always got spinning and rolling cameras and crazy pyro shots and all sorts of stuff. But the weekend, you know, at his core, he does a lot of really kind of dark and moody and brooding kind of songs. And so a lot of that's reflected in those music videos. So as I'm looking through this, I was kind of like, huh. This is going to be really interesting to see how this guy translates into films. One of my favorite directors, Zack Snyder, I mean, for the longest time, he did commercials. He shot music videos. Michael Bay shot a lot of music videos. A lot of these guys, David Fincher, so many of these guys and women, I'm like, they started making commercials, music videos, back especially when bands and music videos were popular. And it's really cool to kind of go back and watch those works and then watch their movies. And, you know, it's the great thing about Twitter. One of the great things, one of the few great things about Twitter now amid all of their changes is that every now and then something will pop up on the timeline. Like, oh, here's the first commercial that Michael Bay directed or whatever. Here's the first thing that David Fincher ever worked on or here's the first thing Zack Snyder did. And I'm like, I didn't know he shot a Michael Jordan video and he's out here playing ball with Michael Jordan back with the Bulls. And you're like, what? Who knew? So 
I was pretty stoked. I was like, all right, he's got a really cool visual flair in those music videos. Let's see how that translates. And the result with Reptile is pretty good. It's pretty enjoyable. You know, the movie's a little over two hours. I think it could certainly benefit from having a, a tighter tighter runtime. I think there's an easy 20 minutes you can kind of shave. This film is like a total 90s-ish throwback to those detective procedural slow burners. I mean, it definitely evokes a lot of Zodiac for sure. I mean, there's Fincher, I don't want to call it wannabes all over this movie, but his print is everywhere in this film. You could tell that stylistically we're going for something slow, dramatic, sometimes sinister, the way the film is shot. I mean, sometimes it looks kind of grainy like it's shot on film. Other times, as I said, you know, you kind of have these crazy camera rolls and flips as you're walking into rooms with mirrors on the ceilings. And the film, much like a snake, I'm sure, is always real sneaky, trying to move you around, playing with your expectations. Basically, you've got Justin Timberlake's character, Will Grady. He's a real estate agent. He's kind of been sleeping around with one of his co-workers in these houses. You know, that's just kind of their thing, I guess. He comes to find her one night in one of those homes. She's been stabbed a number of times, is dead. He doesn't know what's going on. So in comes Benicio Del Toro as your, de- as your detective. You know, it's clear like he's kind of newer in this town. You get the impression, you know, he's been here for a little bit, but not as long as some of the other guys in the squad. The way he looks at things is very unique. It's a lot more slowed down. Of course, he's the one that wants to look further into things, doesn't totally trust all the easy evidence, as it were. And, you know, he starts pulling this thread, you know, this onion thread, revealing layer after layer, so much more than just the murder of this young girl. Um, And I really don't want to go into too much detail because this was one that I was so glad that I went mostly blind into because it was like, whoa. Where's this going now? Like, what? Where is this headed now? What's happening here? And for the good first hour or so, you know, it is pretty good at laying this groundwork, kind of fleshing out some characters, little background details, things that maybe at first you're like, I don't, you know, I don't know why they told us that, but sure, it's an interesting little note to keep in your back pocket. You know, you might need it later when you're putting together your own theories. But once you kind of cross that hour threshold, really kind of slows down a little bit. And it's like, okay, we want to get to the end, but we don't want to quite jump there yet. So walk along with us, you know? Benicio Del Toro co-wrote this movie. Uh, His performance in the film is by far and away the best. Really intriguing detective. Not overwhelmingly... uh, Not enjoyable. I don't know. Obviously, the brooding detective types are always meant to to be a certain way. And so, you know, he's not overwhelmingly this giant personality in the film, but he's more than interesting enough. And how he looks at things is certainly fascinating. Uh, I think one thing that maybe they probably could have done without in the movie is like, you know, it's just, and again, it's not even like a music video thing, but there's like this little comedic elements of the film that they try to kind of keep alive or little jokes or little asides And it almost felt like I was watching like a college humor video or something for just a brief second because you've got this detective, you know, they're like, she's got lacerations all over her body, mild contusions, head separated from the body. And the detective is walking around and he's like, 
who do you think made these cabinets? They're really nice. And you're like, is he serious right now? Like, you're joking. Come on. Like, I, you're joking. But like, this is everything else is really serious in this movie. So, all right, whatever. That's just a little aside, I guess. He's just really into designer cabinets or in this case, a sink and a faucet. Uh, and then a few other times throughout the movie, you kind of come back to a couple of these little jokes or something. And you're like, all right, you know, it's a callback for sure. But like, I don't know. Did we need that? Not, not really. I don't think you need the comedy element, but it's fine. It's not, you know, anything that's so overwhelming that it takes you out of the movie. I don't think Justin Timberlake's in the movie nearly enough, you know, as far as billing him and Alicia Silverstone in the front. Yes, they're both in the film, but you know, obviously these are detective stories. So Benicio is going to be the focus. And so Timberlake just doesn't really get to do much of anything kind of. So I was a little, just a little bummed in that regard because I think he is a good actor, especially when he's got the right script and the right role. We've seen it before. So I was hoping just for a little more of anything out of him, but uh, I guess I can understand why his character isn't as focused on in the narrative, but you know, largely Reptile was pretty enjoyable, even though every 10 minutes I was like, ah, oh, this looks like true detective. I'm like this shot here. They're like, oh, we're going to put out an APB. We're hauling down the Louisiana highway or whatever. Even though they're not in Louisiana in this movie, I was like, this looks like almost like a shot out of true detective. And there's so many little, I mean, from Zodiac to prisoners, different moments where you're like, all right, I know what they're going for here. Or you're like, I've seen this before. Granted, you've probably seen it done better, but you're like, at least it feels familiar. I don't know. I'm like, I get what he's going for style-wise here. And largely, it's fine. You know, it's nothing that takes you out of it. It's more just like, uh, okay, it's your first time making a movie. I get it. You're pulling from your inspirations. There are worse inspirations to pull from, you know. And again, I think it mostly works by the end. Could have been a little bit shorter, but definitely had me guessing for most of the story. I was kind of like, all right, when is this going to wrap back up? When are we going to see so-and-so again? Where does this puzzle piece fit? And it was like, okay, now I'm getting it. So, you know, it felt longer than it should have been, but that's not too harmless. I watched it with a couple buddies last night. We all had a pretty good time. We're all just like, oh, where's this? What's going to happen here? Who the heck is this guy? Like, that guy's clearly a murderer. Or is he? Or is it her? And then it was like, dude, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not certain. So I'm always, I'm always appreciative when a movie can kind of keep me guessing for a while. Or even though I think the music video side of things definitely plays its hand in terms of a little heavy handedness, maybe with some of the clues and information. Um, obviously, we know a great soundtrack can be used to elevate a scene or to kind of set the mood atmospheric, moody, darkness-sounding type bass notes, organs, deep organs, whatever it is. So, and, you know, watching all of those music videos, you've only got such a short amount of time to tell your story. So, yes, you use lighting, you use sound, and you use different visual cues to advance that story perhaps a little bit quicker in that music video format. So that maybe didn't translate as well onto the big screen because it was like, all right, I'm, I'm picking up the clue that you're laying down for me here. I'm like, I can tell by the, you know, the Netflix subtitles are also just funny too. Cause you're like eerie suspenseful music, you know, 
daunting realization music. Some cheesy thing like that where you're like, okay, like, I know you want me to know that this is a bad guy or that this is a creepy situation. I'm like, I know. I've I've watched a couple movies before, you know? So maybe I don't need the extra serving of all the clues. But for a first-time effort, especially given all his other works, I was pretty impressed with Reptile. And for a nice weekend movie at home, I don't think you could go wrong with that. So as always, stay tuned to NT Movie Reviews on all social media networks podcast platforms and on youtube thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time it's not going to be a spooky october necessarily for me but we got lots of independent films and a lot of streaming options coming so stay tuned thanks again